BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. All right, welcome to The Savage Nation. Something odd happened just before the show. Twitter went down. And I've been tweeting about the um, imprisonment of Tommy Robinson, an English patriot, and him being thrown into a Muslim-dominated prison. You'll hear about what happened to him the last time the Brits did this to him. And uh, I, I should note, and better tell your friends, because we can't get it up other than on michaelsavage.com, at one thirty today Pacific time, we have the brave English patriot Katie Hopkins on this radio show to tell you the truth about what the Brits are doing to this man. Now, I've got to tell you a few things first. Who is Tommy Robinson? What did he do to wind up in prison? And why George Washington and the original colonists fought Britain? And why we are lucky not to be living in Britain? See, we have First Amendment protections. Unfortunately, the British do not. And that is why we fought a revolutionary war. In the United Kingdom, a person can be found in contempt of court if they willfully defy a court order. Now, what does it actually mean? It could be physically interfering in a trial, threatening witnesses, obstructing justice, showing disrespect for a judge, all contempt of court. And what happens? A lot of things can happen to you to do that. However, in the United States, contempt of court is generally not considered, not considered to be a criminal offense because we are protected by the First Amendment. The media outlets in this country cannot be found in contempt of court, thank God. But in England, they can. And so what did this evil man, Tommy Robinson, do to be thrown into prison today? Well, he was outside a court where Muslims were being tried for grooming girls to rape them. He was narrating the trial outside of a courtroom. Now, it's true he was told not to do it. Now, in America, what would happen here if they arrested a journalist, let's say, or a reporter from one of the news outlets, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS? They'd say, you can't do that. We're protected by the First Amendment. And by the way, we're not interfering with the trial. We're just reporting on the trial, which is true. But in England, they threw, him, uh, they threw the book at him. And today, they're sending him to a prison where bad things have happened to him in the past. You'll hear about it live on this show today. There are other topics I'm going to talk about, but I'll get back to this in a minute. Some of them are health-related. We all saw the story, sugar in fruit increases cancer risk. Well, I've known that for over 40 years because luckily I work with some of the greatest geniuses in the field of health and nutrition for most of my adult life. And I'll tell you more about blood sugar. I'll tell you more about sugar in foods. I'll tell you more about how sugar excites cancer cells and why you should cut back on sugar, even though most of you are addicted to sugar. It's a sad state in the United States and in the West to see children being fed this poison. It is a blood poison, and I'll talk about that today. There's another story. Congress voted to bring in hundreds of thousands more Indian tech workers. 300,000, to be specific, are going to be given green cards. Have you lost your mind? What if Obama had done that? What if Obama had said we're going to give out 300,000 new green cards to Indian tech workers, let the American workers be damned. House passes bill removing country cap on green cards. The number one beneficiary are the pigs on Sil in Silicon Valley. The greedy pigs on Silicon Valley who are worth hundreds of billions of dollars will be worth hundreds of billions more because they're going to use these workers who work at half the rate of U.S. tech workers. Donald Trump should veto that bill. That's a big story. We also heard today that a mass immigration roundup will begin on Sunday. Do you believe it this time? Or is it another boy cried wolf job? Why are they signaling they're going to round up the illegal immigrants again and then not do it? Do you believe this will happen? 
on the census question, again, another cave-in job. I'm sorry to make, you know, my job is to report and comment, not to be a, a, a bootlicker. What do you want from me? Many of you are saying, how dare you report on these? These are embarrassing things. Yes, they are very embarrassing. But if I'm not doing my job, who will do it? You? So this is my job. This is my only job. Otherwise, I have no job. I may as well put on a white hat and pick up a golf club. And I'm not ready to pick up a golf club and wear a white hat. So here we are in the Savage Nation. Let me begin by explaining to you some of the details of the stories. What do you feel is the most important story out there that no one is talking about? Tommy Robinson, cancer and sugar, contempt of court, 300,000 green cards for Indian workers so that the pigs of Silicon Valley can get piggier. Trump caving in on the census question, announcing that they're going to round up the illegals again in advance. A lot of topics. There's another topic I haven't mentioned yet. I have a podcast, the Michael Savage podcast. It was the number one new podcast for Westwood One when it initiated in January of this year. I am not invited to the White House summit. You see, I'm trying to explain something to you. The Democrat advisors who work for both parties are now steering Donald Trump away from the base that elected him. If you don't see this, you see nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, forget it. I don't care. I don't think I would have gone anywhere. I'm not going to travel across the country to be with a bunch of unknown bloggers. But nevertheless, the point is they don't want to hear from you. They want to hear from them. So let's begin with the reality of it. People are saying, how dare you say he's being put in a Muslim prison? Well, it's a predominantly Muslim prison. The Muslims run the prison. And you're going to hear how Tommy Robinson was treated. You're going to hear how he was treated the last time. Listen carefully and clip one on the Savage Nation. The way I was treated, I was taken to a prison with, a, with quite a low Muslim population. What I'm known for is criticizing Islam. So there's been many at planned attempts to murder me and kill me in this country. I was taken to a, a, a prison with a low Muslim population of 7%, where things were relatively normal. I was separated from other prisoners, but the prison officers made sure they opened my doors multiple times during the day. I was then taken from that prison and transferred to another prison. And I was transferred to the prison with the largest Muslim population in the UK for a CCAT prison. I was then put on solitary confinement where I spent two months um, not seeing or speaking to anybody. And they used the reason that I was in danger. Now, they would have had risk assessments before I went there. I was purposely taken to be put in danger so that then that reason can be used to then put me on solitary confinement. Okay, now listen carefully again. This should affect every patriot in the United States of America. But I want to reiterate, in Britain, they are not protected by the First Amendment. We are protected by the First Amendment. Now, many of you are saying, well, he broke the law. He, he belongs in jail. You are what is known as a good German. You think that you're good people. But by going along with that statement and that thinking, he broke the law, therefore he belongs in jail. You are a good German. You would have saluted Adolf Hitler while thinking that you're an anti-Nazi. You are the Nazi. You are the good German. No, 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 he doesn't belong in prison. Maybe you belong in prison, but he doesn't belong in prison. And in the United States of America, who else should be thrown in prison? Anyone who violates which law? Reporting on a crime like this? Listen to clip two, and you'll hear, he'll hear that they're lining him up to be beaten or killed in jail. Listen. My, my prison cell that I was put in was on the lower level, the ground level, which it didn't have to be. So it's on the ground level. So every prisoner would walk past my cell window, everyone as they walk out. So when my windows were open, there were, uh, every prisoner's walking past. But the mosque for the prison was directly opposite my cell. So every time, and we've had huge heat waves, I was literally drenched day to day. And I had excrement and spit thrown through, through the doors, through, through my windows. So in the end, I had completely blocked up windows. I had to block up all of my, my cell windows. All right, you heard about that. Now, there are a lot of apologists that went on to Twitter fighting with my statement about this case, and then Twitter went down just before the show. Robert, is yours back up yet? No, Twitter is down. It has nothing to do with me, I'm sure. But it's odd to me that just before the show, uh, they wouldn't shut it down for this statement that British patriot Katie Hopkins will be on the Savage Nation today at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. Now, remember, if you're listening to this show on the stream, which many of you do, because it's not available in every city in the United States of America, if you're listening to this show in England, or somewhere else on the stream. This show is a talk show, and we have the First Amendment which protects our speech here in America. Now, before I take your calls on any of these topics, the deficit, the tech workers are being screwed by Silicon Valley and this administration, 
And if you think it's the Democrats, you're wrong again. It's the GOP did this with the Democrats, celebrating unlimited employment of Indian workers uh, for green cards. It's a huge story. You thought it wouldn't be happening. What if it happened under Obama that 300,000 green cards were given to foreign workers? Tell me what you'd be saying while right now you're silent. Just think about that. Now, I know an awful lot about uh, censorship in Britain because I am the only member of the American media who was banned from entering Britain. You think I'm proud of it? I'm not really proud of it. It doesn't make me happy. I'm not proud of it. I'm very unhappy with this fact. I was banned in Britain back in 2009, I believe. I spent a lot of money trying to get my name off the ban list. It's impossible. Once you cross a government, I don't care who it is or what it is, you're screwed. You cannot fight a government. It's almost impossible. Banned in Britain, beating the liberal blacklist, Michael Savage. I'm proud to tell you I'm the only member of the American media who's not allowed to fly to that great country, and I love the British people. I love the architecture. I do not love the food and the dental work. I am Moses, Abraham, and Isaac. I am Charlemagne. I am John Wayne. I am Coltrane. They tried to suppress me, tried to redress me, called me incorrect, deserving no respect. I am Patton. I am Hatton, even Mountbatten. I am Eisenhower, not a wallflower. I am Washington. I am Pershing. I'm MacArthur. I'm Kipling. I'm Audie Murphy. I am Sky King. I am Huxley, Orwell, Russell. I am Pauling, not falling. I am Madame Curie and Louis Pasteur. I am the bald eagle. They'll steal your crown, trample you down, take your good name, put it to shame. I am Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, Tom Mix. They tried to push me over the river Styx. But it won't mix with my true blood, which runs thick for America. I am the bane of those vain. I am the weather vane. Have you become a victim of the timeshare trap? You think there's no way out? Well, Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has helped over 35,000 families out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. And they may be able to help you too. Listen, if your timeshare agreement goes on forever... If you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, you need to get the facts about timeshare cancellation. For over 10 years, Wesley Financial Group has been dedicated to helping folks get out of a lifetime of debt by canceling their timeshares. So they created a free timeshare exit information kit that reveals how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. To get your free timeshare exit information kit, Simply go to iCancelTimeshare.com. That's iCancelTimeshare.com. I'll say it one more time. iCancelTimeshare.com. Thank you very much. iCancelTimeshare.com. Michael Savage, a host like no other. talking about a number of very important topics, which I'm not going to repeat. But at the end of the last segment, I surprised the radio listening audience with a poem entitled The Weather Vane. And apparently Jeannie in California wants to say something about that. Jeannie, go ahead, please. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Michael, uh, I'm in tears. I've heard you say that before, Michael. It's so fabulous. You are what a is? courageous man. Thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting, the Weather Vane poem where I say, I am Moses, Abraham, and Isaac, I am Charlemagne, I am John Wayne, I am Coltrane. What this poem says is that I'm a sum total of all the influences in my life. You got that, right? Yes, absolutely. It's so, it's so creative, Michael. It's so I am Patton, I am Hatton, even Mountbatten. I am Eisenhower, not a wallflower. Well, I really like that one. I am Washington, I am Pershing, I am MacArthur, I am Kipling. I'm Audie Murphy, I am Sky King. I am Huxley, Orwell, Russell. I am Pauling, not falling. I am Madame Curie and Louis Pasteur. I am the bald eagle. What I'm saying is I'm the sum total of all of these influences in my being. They'll steal your crown, trample you down, take your good name, put it to shame. I am Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, Tom Mix. They tried to push me over the river sticks, but it won't mix with my true blood, which runs thick for America. I am the bane of those vain. I am the weather vane. You like that one, huh? Oh, 
It's brilliant, Michael, like you always are. Well, Jeannie, it's not appreciated in America. What I read to you, an older American with a literary, a literate background, has fallen on deaf ears of most of the people who listen to talk radio today. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying it's a product of our times. These references are today very obscure. How many people do you think who listen to talk radio know who those names are? What would you say the percentage is? Very low. Oh, so, well, so I'm trying to bring I'm trying to bring these names Maybe. to the public so they look them up and learn something from them because that means that they will learn something about Western civilization, which many people think that they support without even if you ask the average American who says he's a conservative or she's a conservative to name ten famous people of Western civilization, do you think they could do that? Uh, no, I really don't think they could. What What is your background, Jeannie? Well, <laughs> I'm a big fan of yours, Michael, almost from the very beginning. Um, I'm a slightly older mom, wife. Um, I'm a retired family therapist. Ah, okay. Uh, so you're an educated professional. There was. Uh, well, you're an educated professional. Right away, you, you had an education. That, that separates you from the herd. All right, I'm going to send you a copy of A Savage Life because there's listeners like you that make me get up in the morning. Okay, thank you very much. Now, what topic do you think is the most important? Uh, on the savage nation i know yesterday we were talking about the deficit which was a very big hit and it's been swept under the rug because both parties want you to think that everything's fine it is not fine they're printing money faster than they did under obama it's like the weimar republic if this is not stopped your children will be bankrupt there'll be no country for them now we know that the flood of illegal aliens is a problem don't we of course we do but do we know about the flood of dollars being a problem we heard about that one now, here is the lawbreaker, Nancy Pelosi, explaining to illegal aliens how that they can avoid raids by ICE. She's aiding and abetting illegal immigration. Listen to this woman in clip five. The events that I've been going to recently in Queens and other, other places, I read them this card. An ICE deportation warrant is not the same as a search warrant. If that is the only right, stop, document stop it for a ICE I want you to understand she's reading a sheet right from the American Civil Liberties Union which is a communist front group. They're about as dangerous and subversive as a group has ever been in America. They're through and through anti-American haters. And here is the head of the Democrat Party reading information on how to avoid being deported if they're here illegally. Okay, you think we don't have problems in this country? Thank God we have the First Amendment. That's all I can say. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Topics today are Tommy Robinson sent to Muslim-dominated prison in England which is becoming a proto-fascist state. Sugar in fruit increases cancer risk, known about it for four, uh, at least four decades. Congress to bring in 300,000 new, uh, well, 300,000 new green cards to Indian tech workers after being told that this will be stopped by the Trump administration. Uh, we just got screwed again. <clears throat> in fact, if you think it's the Dems doing it, you're mistaken. Here is a Republican from Colorado, Ken Buck, celebrating unlimited green cards for non-Americans. Listen to 03. There are approximately 1.5 million high-skilled immigrants living in the United States on an employment-based visa. They are working hard and paying their taxes, yet face decades-long wait, sometimes up to... Keep going. ...receive a green card. Worst of all, Congress created this state of limbo by instituting an arbitrary annual cap. Here are the Republicans, so-called celebrating the same thing as the far left, which is giving out green cards and screwing the American worker. Instead of saying we need more tech workers who are skilled and we're going to do a crash program with trade schools, we're going to take these kids and train them to do these jobs, they're saying let these kids continue to use drugs and get in trouble. We'll bring in people from India and give them green cards. So don't tell me it's only the Democrats or the liberals. It's a lie. It's just a lie. And if you still believe that, you're really a fool. I have told you the Democrats or Republicans are running this country. I said that when I began a radio in 1994. Has anything changed? I said the Democrats or Republicans are making all the decisions, especially the economic decisions. The Democrats and Republicans are screwing the American people. I know many of you don't want to accept it because you think that anything this government does is good or anything this government does is bad. But it's not that clear. Now, we have a tech worker, I guess, calling from San Jose. Ryan, line one, go ahead. What's your position? 
Dr. Savage, thank you very much for this opportunity to discuss a national security matter and issues with the H-1B visas. I completely agree with everything you're saying. Uh, let me just back up and mention that um, I am a millennial, <laughs> and I've been in the industry for uh, the tech industry for over a decade. I started very young. Mm. I relate to you in, in many ways, Dr. Savage. Uh, being a first-wave immigrant and uh, living the American dream, not ever receiving a handout from my family. And uh, the, one of the best things is they turned me on to you, Dr. Savage. And uh, you've but, but where do you stand? You're a tech worker. Do you believe that we need to give green cards to 300,000 people from India? No, sir, we do not. We need trade schools. We need to hire within the borders. We have many skilled workers here within our borders. However, these tech industries are only looking for their pockets. They're only All right, so now you're in the industry. Isn't it true that people from India or Pakistan or wherever they may be coming from are working at half the wage of an American tech worker? Yes, sir, absolutely. So in other words, greedy pigs like Mark Zuckerberg and the others are simply going to make more hundreds of billions of dollars. And this entire story here is about paying them off with more green cards. It's not helping America in any way, is it? No, sir, it's not. It's not helping America at all. We need to tax these companies when they want to bring... So why is Trump doing this? Why is Trump allowing Congress to do this? Didn't Trump say he would crack down on the H-1B visa story? He did, Dr. Savage, but I think we need to take this a step back. When Trump took office, he met with many of the tech giants, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, many of the other tech giants, and there was some sort of meeting, some sort of outcome from this. I believe that there's some sort of an inside job. I don't know how to explain it, but this is getting out of hand. Well, I can tell you what happened, because I remember when the meeting occurred, I was shocked by it. And what happened was that a deal was made with the tech giants. We'll give you the right to give green cards out so you can make more billions of dollars a year. You lay off me. You stop attacking me. Don't you think that's possibly the deal? That's exactly the deal, Dr. Savage. You nailed it right on the point. Well, why am I not allowed to say it? What is it? The, 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 the Trump believers are going to hate me for telling them the truth? No, sir. That's factual evidence. Everything you have mentioned is factual evidence. Well, I'm sorry. I think Americans, uh, if it's America first and make America great again, it doesn't mean, mean make Calcutta great again. It doesn't mean, mean make New Delhi uh, great again. Now, I happen to admire the Indian people. I've admired them since I began in radio. I have said that the kids who usually win the spelling bees in this country are children of Indian immigrants. They're very smart and very hardworking. That's all well and good. However, when you have a tech industry that's rolling in hundreds of billions of dollars and not paying their fair share of taxes, and the greedy pigs who run these companies are getting away with murder by not paying their fair share of taxes, and yet they're going to make more hundreds of billions of dollars by giving jobs to people from India who work for half the wage of an American, why shouldn't we as Americans say something? We need to stand up, Dr. Savage. Absolutely. We have millennials. You wait and see how I'm attacked by the... Uh, MAGA people for saying a thing like this. Not one of them will support me. No, not one of them will support you until their jobs are taken over, Dr. Savage, until we have nothing left and we depend on outsourcing job skill sets, and it's only going to ruin the future of America. Well, I'm very, very, very upset that they're going to grant 300,000 green cards to, uh, to folks from India without giving these jobs to Americans first. I thought Trump was an American first, or what happened to that? Absolutely. How Whatever happened to read my lips, no new immigrants. Read my lips, no new H-1B visas. Read my lips, uh, jobs for Americans. Read my lips, made in America. What happened to all of that? Yeah, what, exactly. All promises, Dr. Savage. Now, do you work in the, in the tech industry today? Are you still there? Yes, Dr. Savage, I am. Give me the average wage of an Ameri of, a, of, a, of a tech worker for uh, Zuckerberg at Facebook. Uh, average income would uh, per hour we could say is anywhere from forty to fifty dollars an hour for an engineer. Um, they are how, wait. How much would an American engineer be earning? About an average of uh, a hundred and twenty thousand, thirty thousand, say in the Bay Area, starting a year. Okay, so that breaks down to what? About uh, an hour. Uh, 
A hundred thousand is fifty dollars an hour. No, it's about twenty-five. What? How much is it an hour? I'm not thinking right now. Yeah. My mind is on another path. If they're making a hundred grand a year and they're working forty hours a week, what are they making an hour? Yeah, they're making about thirty, about thirty to forty dollars an hour. And the Indians making more? Five to ten. Five to ten dollars, Doctor Savage. Wait a minute. You, you're you're not you're not making the case very well. You're saying the American worker is working for less than the than the Indian worker? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, the American workers are getting the hundred thousand dollar wage uh, jobs. They are getting them taken away by the Indian workers who are getting them for less wages. All right. So let's be clear. The only reason to grant these visas is to pay off the 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 pigs of Silicon Valley who are going to get richer in plain English. Absolutely. It's not that the Americans can't do the job. It's not that Americans can't be trained to do it. How many kids do you think who wear hoodies, for example, in the inner cities uh, wouldn't love, some of them are very smart, wouldn't love the opportunity to have a scholarship to go to a trade school to learn how to work in Silicon Valley if the government did that for them, wouldn't they? Many of them, Dr. Savage. Well, what if it's only 5% of those kids in the hoodies who get in trouble? What if the government said we're creating a crash program and we're reaching out to kids in the ghetto, for example, if you're allowed to say that anymore, and if you're smart enough, we're going to train you, and you'll be making a good salary? Don't you think many of them would put down the, the nines and pick up the fines? Absolutely, sir. The key word is opportunity. We do not provide those opportunities, Dr. Savage. We do not have those programs for us. So what's really changed now under this administration? Tell me. What's really changed is the security I would say the security of the U.S. in securing our borders, not just with immigrants coming in, but intellectual property that leaves the United States. We're talking about Fortune 500 companies, tech companies, that are having their information access from India. How is that safe? They're doing what? They're giving away our information to India? They're able to access many of our information on the shores of the United States from India. Well, you really know the inside out. I mean, you really work there? Absolutely, sir. I have nothing to lie. Well, I hope you don't lose your job. I pray to God one of the Titans doesn't hear your voice with voice recognition and fire you. Uh, I hope let, not, us, let us know if they do. I'll hire you as an assistant producer. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay you a living wage. All right, my friend, I'm going to send you a copy of A Savage Life. Let's all hang together or, or we will all hang separately is how it's said, you know. 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. Connecticut, Alex, line two, fire away, 30 seconds or less. Sir, how you doing, sir? What's up? Uh, so I, was, uh, I went to a military school, Norwich University in Vermont, and I completed four years there, and I wanted to become a history teacher. And I realized that I made more money if I went back to trade school and got an HVAC license. And the problem is it's not the opportunities aren't there, is that people my age aren't taking advantage of the opportunity. So you became an air conditioning engineer? Excuse me, sir? You became an air conditioning air engineer? Yeah, yep. I went back to school after getting a history degree at Norwich University. And what do you make an hour as an, a as an AC expert? $75 an hour. So that's a very good wage. Yeah, and I know plumbers that are in the same field that I work with at sites that make 100 bucks an hour because... There's no one filling the job. So the demand is... Well, you better not let this get out, because if you do, the unions will look to India or Pakistan to replace you. They'll bring in plumbers and, and HVAC engineers from, from Pakistan. After all, they're hot climates, aren't they? No, I know. That's why I moved to Florida from Connecticut to work down... Well, they'll bring in people from Haiti who can fix air conditioners for 20 an hour and fire you. I, 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 that's why I So you got to be very careful with all of this conversation. Freedom of speech has its consequences. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So we're talking about a number of topics. Again, we have one open line. Grab it while you can. We're here for another live hour. 800-855-400-SAVAGE. Uh, 855-400-7282. Uh, Trump has given up on the census question. We were told this morning he was going to do it by executive order, but by the afternoon, uh, we were hearing about make India great again. It went from that from the census is going to be done to make India great again. We went from MAGA to MEGA. How does that work? How do we become MEGA? I thought it was MAGA. 
we got to go from a red hat to some other color now to uh, make India great again. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I think some of you do. Some of you must know what I'm talking about because this has to stop. Bringing in whole populations from any country and letting them jump ahead in the line is not right. It screws the American worker. Something is very, very wrong here. Wisconsin, Jeff, thanks for calling the program. What's on your mind? Well, Dr. Savage, I really appreciate you and, and fully support you. Um, and I agree with what you're saying about putting uh, foreign workers in front of American workers. Um, I was privileged at one time to serve on a state commission for Governor Walker at one time. Um, and But the point I'm getting is a friend of mine works for a big international company, and he's in the HR department. And he says the problem, and I heard this when I served on the state commission, hmm. our education system, our public education system is failing us so much. We're teaching so much reward for behavior and social engineering that they're not well-educated enough. And that's why these big international companies sometimes hire the people from India. They're more educated. They're more ready. So, wait, let's be clear. Let's put aside all of the emotion- emotionality. You're saying a tech worker from India or Pakistan knows his field, while an American kid coming out of a college knows almost nothing except social engineering. Well, it's not that they know nothing. It's just they're not as well educated to do the job as the as the worker from India. And he said generally when they when they hire somebody, they probably choose the guy from India first because they know he's more dedicated to do a better job. And well, he's more compliant. We all know that. We know that workers from the third world are going to be afraid of the boss because they've been raised in a totalitarian society. They have no First Amendment. They have no Second or Third or Fourth Amendment. They have no protections whatsoever in those countries. So, of course, Zuckerberg would like them to work like slaves in his galley ship, wouldn't he? That's exactly what this is about. It's about compliance and slavery. It's that simple because they work for less and they're compliant. They'll listen to the uh, to the boss. It's all good for the owner. It's not good for America. It's that simple. But you're making a good point. Middle East on the brink. North Korea on the brink. Iran increasing its aggression. Elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989-898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Tommy Robinson, an English patriot was arrested and is today locked up in a prison run by Muslims in England. And uh, there's very little response to that. Apparently, most of you don't know much about the story, and I don't blame you. It's not in the American media because the American media, being international in its orientation, does not want you to be upset by seeing what happens to patriots, whether they be in England or America. So I, I don't blame the listener. It's not a story you heard about on talk radio, and you won't hear about it. You'll hear about stuff that they want to talk about, but I think that's an important story for us. 
Now, it is true that in England they do not enjoy the First Amendment, which is why we fought the Revolutionary War, meaning our great George Washington did not want the Brits to dominate us because had they dominated this this country and its founding, there'd be no First Amendment in this country. We'd be slaves, serfs. We would think we have freedom, freedom to fornicate, freedom to wear blue or yellow shirts, freedom to have sex change operations, freedom to smoke marijuana, freedom to get drunk like skunks and lay down in the gutter. You know, that kind of freedom. It's called slavery. Freedom is slavery, according to George Orwell. That's the kind of freedom that they enjoy in Britain. But here in America, we actually do have freedom. We have great freedoms. And we have freedoms that, let's say, were here before Donald Trump. Great freedoms like the First Amendment. Great freedoms like the Fourth Amendment. Great freedoms like the Second Amendment. And thank God that we still have them. We don't go to jail. We do not get thrown in prison if we film a prison and do a live stream outside the prison before a trial and narrate what the trial is about. That's what happened to this guy, Tommy Robinson. But that's not what attracted your attention today. I then brought up the issue that 300,000 green cards are going to be given to Indians so they can stay in Silicon Valley so that the pigs of Silicon Valley can roll in more mud. Do you understand what an outrage that is to any fair-minded American? To tell American workers drop dead, we're putting Indian workers ahead of you. Now, again, I want to emphasize, I have been a great supporter of people from India. I have been from the day I began in radio, not because I have any reason not to be or for. I know from the realities of it. I see kids come over from immigrant families. They work hard. They have great family values. The parents kill themselves. The kids learn English rapidly. And usually they would win spelling bees within a few months of even being, let's say a year. I couldn't believe it, how smart these people are, largely. So I, I, re, I respect the people from India. But having said that, I respect America even more. And I respect American workers even more. And Donald Trump, uh, one of his main campaign promises was bring jobs back to America. I'm not making it up. And instead, we wake up and the Republicans join the Democrats to grant 300,000 green cards to Indians. And the only beneficiaries will be the pigs of Silicon Valley. This is sickening. That's the story that most of you are responding to, by the way. It's always a bread and butter issue, incidentally. Whether it be in talk radio or anywhere else, it's all people really care about. And maybe it's all you should care about. You know, if you want to comment on this. Through a personal experience, you got a one open line at 855-407-282. I have not yet gotten to the health story I meant to do. I may do it tomorrow then on the relationship between sugar and not only raising the risk of cancer, but sugar as one of the great uh, disease inciters of our time. It's not fats that we should be worried about. We have it all wrong. It's the sugars. And that's something that might interest people of any political stripe. Sugar is one of the most dangerous of all compounds. In fact, what you may not know, and you should know, and I don't mean to get into this now, I'm going to stick to the worker thing, is that I happen to have been very lucky to have learned from some of the greatest minds in the history of medicine and nutrition going back a long time ago. One of them was Dr. Abraham Hoffer, MD, PhD. Hoffer called sugar a legalized poison, which he considered as addictive as heroin. He said it's, it is as addictive, if not worse, than heroin. And other experts say that sugar would not be allowed as a food today if it went through standard food safety channels. And yet I get up, I go out, and I see mothers, well-dressed, apparently nicely-dressed mothers who were raised on sugar themselves, and I want to scream when I see them feeding their child a pastry in the morning. I see it in cafes across um, wherever I go here in the Bay Area. They're mental idiots when it comes to nutrition. They're poisoning their children to death. They're condemning their children to a lifetime of behavioral disorders by addicting them to sugar. I am a fanatical avoider of sugar. I was this way mo most of my life. I'm lucky because I had migraine headaches as a child, severe, crippling, paralyzing migraine headaches. And it was only when I was 18 years of age and left my home, my parents' home, and I started to experiment with diet that I stumbled upon a book called Zen Macrobiotics, a long time ago, written by the great George Osawa. I had no idea about any of this stuff. I was raised on a typical New York garbage diet. What did I know? To me, food was all good. No food could be bad, right? Well, wrong. So Osawa said, if you have a problem, do a food elimination diet. So I slowly eliminated foods 
to to see which one might be triggering my migraines. And uh, it was when I reintroduced sugar-rich foods that migraines returned that I realized I have a lifetime ahead of me of avoiding sucrose-based foods. So I've done so. I raised my children without sugar in the house, and it was not easy. It was very hard because sugar is poisoned. This poison is almost in almost all of our foods. I, I'm, a, I'm a label reader, a mad label reader. If I pick up a label and anywhere it says sugar, I don't buy it because I react to it. Not only for bra- uh, migraines. How about diabetes, the diabetes epidemic? Why do you think these people are sick in this country by the hundreds of millions, well, hundreds, tens of millions of people have diabetes? It's sugar related. It's directly related to diet and exercise. So again, this is something the government should be teaching you that they're not. But again, I can't do that today. I'll do it tomorrow. And then at the same time, maybe I'll get around to fluoride and the dangers of fluoride and fluoridation of our water, what a cancer promoter fluoride is and how it does not belong in our drinking water, and how I believe I don't believe any European municipalities use this toxic chemical fluoride, which was derived from atomic uh, testing, incidentally. It's a night. If you actually look at some of the average things that we're taking in, you'll understand why we have a cancer epidemic, a diabetes epidemic, a schizophrenia epidemic, and an all-around dumb epidemic in America. It's related to our environment meaning our foods, airs, and waters. I'm a fanatic on these things. I'm as purist as they come on this. But most of us, unfortunately, do not have the education on the subject that I was lucky enough to get at the hands of the great Dr. Abe Hoffer and such, and uh, I want to talk about him another time. I can't get it all in right now. The time is just screaming by. I also learned from Dr. Linus Pauling, one of the great men of all time, roundly condemned after he died by men who were a minuscule compared to his intellect, minuscule small people working for the pharmaceutical industry who try to debunk all of his studies on vitamin C and cancer. Uh, he was a giant. They were the Lilliputians. He can't defend himself because he's six feet under. I also had a great friend, Dr. Cathcart, C-A-T-H-C-A-R-T, who taught me about megadosing on vitamin C with the bowel tolerance method. Bob passed away a number of years ago. I loved him. He was a great friend of mine, another great man who is just not known by the world. I'm another friend, Dr. Richard Cunyon, who's still alive. He's an unsung hero uh, of nutrition. He created the Orthomolecular Medical Society. I spent years with these people, learning from them, and eventually I spoke at these conferences and contributed myself. But there's still many doctors out there, chiropractors out there, who practice what they, what they learn from these people. So that's the background to uh, what I want to be talking about over the next couple of days. But I think we should go back to the tech worker story, if you'd like, because many of you are outraged by this 300,000 green cards that the Republicans voted on with the Democrats. And apparently uh, the government's not going to, meaning Trump, the Trump administration, plain English, is not going to do anything about it. Right. OK, let's talk about Tommy Robinson. Let's talk about Indians getting 300,000 green cards and things like that. And remember, at the bottom of the hour, we have the great Katie Hopkins, a great English patriot. This woman has more guts than, well, so many other people in England. She's willing to stand up for what she believes in. She's at risk as well. She was the last person this morning holding Tommy, or just holding him and giving him a kiss before he went into jail. She put her body on the line there, unlike uh, others who say, uh, you know, talk the talk but don't walk the walk. She is great. So let's go to Sweden. Mark, line five, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing as uh, as Kosovo. It's the same uh, stuff. It's uh, continual jihad, continual pecking at uh, police, continual uh, uh, continual mainstream media, Christian Amanpour, everything for her. Um, uh, there, it's just it's it's. Um, you mean what they did in Kosovo to steal Kosovo from the Serbs is what is going on now in England? Is what you're saying, right? Yes, England, Brussels. Sweden. I'm in Sweden. Sweden, it will happen probably. Uh, in Where in Sweden is it impossible for the Swedish police to go? What districts? Is it Marmo? Is that correct? There are 61, 62, 63 different areas identified. Uh, one of them, there's about three of them that are uh, within, the, within, uh, two, within a mile of where I work. Of what? Areas. That are what? Dominated by Muslims? And what's the situation there? The, the police won't even go in the areas? Is that what you're saying? Uh, the police will not go in without uh, having a significant backup. They will be stoned. They will be. Uh, they will be. Rep- Can you explain to me how Scandinavian countries fell so quickly? Uh, well, they are. It's just 
part of the culture, accepting culture. It's also um, it's also avoiding uh, conflict. Uh, it's also right, right, right. The, the the Swedish people that I know are very peace loving, and so as a result of that, they invited Muslims into their country, and the rest is history. Yes, it's the humanitarian superpower. Right. So as Michael Savage said 20 years ago, ultra tolerance will kill us. I wasn't so wrong, was I? Uh, that's, that's, that's basically correct. Now you know why I'm banned from entering Britain, and I thank you for calling from Sweden. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. I want to go over to the election here in America and the Democrat uh, field of 20 uh, elves. Elves. One of them is named Beto O'Rourke. He's gone nowhere. The men in America saw him on a national stage. He diminished in stature back to what he originally was, which was a midget. So now that he's at the bottom of the heap, the worst of the worst, or amongst them, he's resorting to attacking this nation in a way that's unimaginable, and you could see why he's not fit to be president. Listen to clip 12. This country was founded on white supremacy, and, and every single institution and structure that we have in our country still reflects the legacy uh, of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow um, and suppression, even in our democracy. Lying piece of offal. Lying piece of offal. Here's a guy with an Irish name, O'Rourke, who changed his name to Beto to appease the Mexicans in his district. And he uh, stole a district away through uh, the gerrymandering of the demographics. And now, what is he selling? Hatred. That's all the Democrats have to sell is hatred. It's astounding to me. But there it is. But it gets worse. This guy, Nadler from New York, bothers me deeply. Nadler was once very fat. Then he lost 100 pounds through gastric bypass surgery. And as I say, they took away the best 100 pounds of him because he's been reduced to nothing but a ball of worse than offal. Listen to what he says now in clip 14. This is the ticket fixer, Nadler. We will have to consider very carefully opening an investigation. Uh, we have a lot of things we're investigating now. Uh, and uh, among other things, the president's misconduct, the torture of children at the border. Did you hear what he just said? Do you realize what he just said, the torture of children at the border is a seditious statement? Do you realize what that does to us around the world? Do you know what it does? It incites radical Muslims into thinking that is justified to kill Americans. Nadler should be arrested for that. Not censured, but arrested for that. I'm telling you what I'm saying. That is not freedom of speech to say torture of children at the border. That is a complete fabrication of the illegitimate bastards in the Democrat Party. And Nadler is the worst of them. Now, why would he become the worst of them? Aha, that's because you know nothing about low-life Democrat congressmen from New York. They are the lowest form of the congressmen that you have ever seen. They are all like Soviet Politburo members. They're usually as corrupt as they were in the Soviet Union. How the Democrats get away with a guy like him, calling that it's torture of children at the border, feeding our enemies justification for killing Americans, is a product of the Republicans themselves who should s slam him to the ground for this. But I guess it's going to take talk radio to do that. Let's take a caller on the tech worker business. Santa Cruz, Dick, line eight, fire away. What have you seen down in Santa Cruz with the tech worker replacement? Yeah, hello, Dick, you're on the radio. Are you there? Thanks. Great call screening. I really appreciate it. See, that's what makes the timing so great on the show. I say make sure he's ready, make sure he's there. Then I go for it. It's all timing like a piano. I'm like Beethoven. I hit a note and nothing happens. Let's try another one. Line one, Court. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Michael, hey, uh, privilege to talk to you. I've been a listener since before the Savage Nation book. Hey. Wow, that's a long time. So what's on, uh, what's on your agenda today? Well, I want to respond to the tech worker topic. I was in the market for about 25 years. My last 12, I pretty much trained my replacements between three different countries. So I want to unpack a few numbers for you that are pretty accurate. Please. Back in the 05, 06 years, we used to get about three to one for Indian uh, workers in the Bay Area. We pretty much depleted that pool going towards 2010. And in 2010, we outsourced to China. And we were getting about four to one. Then we depleted that pool because of competition with companies like Huawei and others. And we went to Israel and Romania. So for the last 15 years, uh, tech workers that are American-based have pretty much seen their salary caps go down.
are English people. The others have the freedom, but the Brits themselves have been penned in by the government that is afraid of them. My community is the savage nation, and it's time we got savage! All the stories have been told of kings in days of old, but there's no England now. We're talking about the sad story of the Tommy Robinson case. I began the show with it. I will end the show with it right now. Joining us from England is Katie Hopkins, who said goodbye to Tommy today at the gates of that horrendous hellhole they're putting him in. Katie Hopkins, great lady. Welcome to the Savage Nation, Katie. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. Katie, explain to the listeners around the world what happened today, please. Sure. So um, today, Tommy Robinson had to go back to the Old Bailey, which is the biggest and the most serious court in the whole land. Um, I met him at the train station where he arrived. I walked with him through the thousands and thousands of people who were gathered outside the court in support of Tommy all chanting his name, Tommy Robinson, save Tommy, Tommy Robinson. And that was a moment, I can tell you, of real, not euphoria, because it's a, it's a dark day, but a real sense of being surrounded by a Britain like I used to know, filled with strong patriots like I used to remember. And then as I walked Tommy into the, into the court itself, uh, sat with the very opposite then the establishment took over. All of his support left outside, and now it was the old regime, the people in their wigs with their books, looking for ways to find law that would say that they should sentence Tommy Robinson to time in a prison. And the charge against him was contempt of court, of causing anxiety to majority Pakistani Muslim males who had raped our young girls. That was the charge causing anxiety to pedophiles. <laughs> God, how did England fall to this level? The very same people wearing those wigs are the ones that tried to dominate the American colonies. You, you, I believe me, I see it all over again. And you know, Katie, I'm banned from entering England. You know that, or Britain, actually. So uh, I recognize the danger he is in. He's being put in a prison uh, once again dominated by Muslim gangs. Is that correct or incorrect? Um, we don't know yet um, the prison population, but what I do know is that as I sat in court and uh, listened to the judges come up with a bizarre way of finding a way to sentence him and feeling all right about it, no one in the history of court cases in the UK has ever, ever been sent to prison for contempt of court. The, the most this penalty. Oh, oh, really? I mean, I know it's a crime in England to be held in contempt of court. Yeah. You're saying nobody's been in prison for it? Never. Until. Oh, that's a novel. That's a novel view. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I watched him in court be taken down. What happens is they go into the perspex box, you know, the box where they hold prisoners. I watched him then walk down those stairs. When people get sent down to prison, they literally walk downstairs. And there were 12 other cases in court today, all murder cases. And Tommy said to me in court when we were talking that he would be put in a van with the 12 murderers that will be oh. guilty in court today. And that's when he goes to prison. So he will travel in a wagon to prison. To Are they trying to have him killed? Yeah. This is what we... No, why is he such a threat to the, to the, to the, British go the English government right now? What, what is it they're afraid of? You know what? You could feel it today because as we walk through those crowds, those are big, strong, passionate people. And they like to the media, the bubble in London likes to portray him as someone who is hated, as someone who is stupid, as someone who is despised. But wherever he goes, he's applauded on his way. He has massive support because the overwhelming bedrock of this country that I used to know is suppressed is silenced and when people like me or tommy put our heads up above the parapet and speak we have support and hey, katie how do you avoid being held in in some kind of being fabricated a crime against you i know they're out to get you as well how do you avoid it yeah well i'm not avoiding it massively i mean so far they've taken all of the jobs i had uh they've taken my children are reported to social services they've taken my family home what driving a court. what do you mean your children were taken over by the monsters and children's services uh well no my children were reported to them repeatedly and every time they reported they have to come around and check my children are okay so oh god and that's because you're a patriot in plain english patriotism is a crime to the 
very same elements in the English or British government that wanted to join Brussels. Isn't that correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. And you know what? It's also celebrated. You know, watching Tommy go down today, that's being celebrated by the left. You know, that's celebrated by the liberals who think they're so much smarter. than. I know. I see them on Twitter. These are all of the Nazis disguised as liberals. These are the uh, Nazis who I call Nazifa in, in this country and in Britain as well. They call themselves Antifa. I call them Nazifa. So what happens to Tommy next? Yes, so what happens next is his total sentence was nine months. And, of course, that's what the BBC, our state media, ran with. But in truth, he has got, because of time already served, he's got a total of 19 weeks. And in prison, he has to serve half of that time. So half of 19 weeks is how much time? So just over two months, I guess, three months max. Yeah, but he could be in there for two minutes and get killed. Yes, because he refuses to go. There's a place in prison called On the Numbers. On the, if you get put on the numbers, it's where they put pedophiles. It's where they put men who have messed about with young children. It's prisoners that will be killed because they've done something so terrible. They have to be protected at all times. Tommy refuses to go to that place because he has done nothing wrong. Oh, my God. So he's a man of strong principle. Tommy Robinson and his followers remind me of the men who actually built Britain. They remind me of the men who followed Churchill into machine gun bullets. They remind me of the boys who flew the Spitfires against the Nazis. They remind me of everything that I loved about Britain, and here they are made into outcasts by the vermin who run the country today. You're right. And, and the one thing I'll say to, to make this more of a positive than, it, than a negative is um, that, that that bedrock of people, that true patriotism, that same reason Trump got elected that same reason we got brexit that bedrock of people are still there you can't hear them you can't see them anybody who puts their head above the rest is persecuted but you know what you can't take away the fact that nearly 20 million in the people in the uk believe in the stuff that tommy believes in and i think that is one strength that we have and with trump you know we feel a sense of hope so as much as it was a very sad i'm glad that you feel a sense of hope but has trump done anything to, to intervene here Uh, No, he hasn't. But that's, uh, you know, I think it's a sensitive issue. Tommy does have a track record. You know, he's not unblemished. He's not somebody who's an easy person to uh, bring in or take in for asylum, for example. No, no, I understand the the political risks for Donald Trump to uh, side with with him, what would happen. And uh, that, of course, is the problem we're having here in America. It's the same thing here in America, which is the political equation. But a man's life is hanging in the balance right now, isn't it? Yes, it absolutely is. And I was fortunate to spend a little bit of time with his wife privately today as well. And for her, a sense of relief, because there was an anticipation he could get 18 months inside. They were pushing um, for two years as a maximum penalty. So a sense of relief that it's a lot shorter than that but also a sense of fear. Well, well, let me ask you that. Look, Katie, I don't know the ins and outs of the situation. So he's not going into the protected lockup with the pedophiles because it would, imp- it would impugn his reputation. He has, he has honor and pride. Okay, got that. So he's going to be in the general population. There's a lot of violent murderers, many of whom hate him for political reasons, many of whom hate him for uh, religio-political reasons, many of whom hate him for religious reasons alone. Does he have his own band of supporters in that prison who will protect him so the we would call them um so the the guards the prison guards are usually with tommy so they're on tommy's side they're good lads they're the best of british they'll look after him however Mm. there are also some um people in there working in there who are paid members of the muslim groups who end up unofficially running these prisons if he ends up it's only it's only going to take one prison officer who is in the paid um you know is paid by the muslims who control these places to open tommy's cell and that's the end of tommy robinson and what would tell me what would happen god forbid he was beaten up or killed nothing would happen would it zero would happen no, nothing would happen. And in many ways, the left, of course, would say, well, he brought it upon himself. And That's what I'm seeing on my Twitter feed. You, you don't know how sick the, you know, sorry. Yeah. You, people don't know how violently, violently sick the left is. 
Oh, I see people saying he got what he deserved, he broke the law, and I'm saying you're a good German. My answer to them is you're a good German, you're a good German, you're a good German. And then slowly they come to understand that by backing a government and this kind of edict, they are the good Germans who went along with the uh, Hitler plan to annihilate people. You're right, of course. And the last thing Tommy said to me before he went down uh, in the courtroom, he said, when the judge reads out the verdict, do I say something? Do I say to her... My death will be on your hands. And I said to him, what have you got to lose? And he said, well, I don't want her to punish me more. And so he didn't say it. But the last thing Tommy Robertson said before he went to prison was that his death would be on the judge's hands. And whilst he never got to say that in court, he said it to me, and it was how he was feeling before he went down. But, Katie, this is an internationally important story. It's the persecution of a patriot who did nothing wrong, except film outside of a court a case of pedophiles who were grooming girls to rape them. Isn't that true? That's true. And you want to know something that's, that, that adds pain to injury. He's also been charged the cost of today's court case. So he's been charged £25,000 for today's court case. Oh, my God, is this evil. No. You, this, this, is a, you know, this has happened in history before. And I didn't know England had fallen so so far. I did, had no idea. Look, Katie, I don't want to make it about me, but in 09, I woke up to find out I was banned from entering Britain for writing something I didn't even write, number one. But number two, excuse me, I'm still not able to go back to England. How did this country melt down so quickly? That's a broader question. Yeah, it's a broader question, but I think it's something you've seen. You see it in New York with California as well. Uh, when a large sort of um, group of people or a politically powerful or financially powerful group of people are together, they own all of the voice. And owning all of the voice is a very fast route to owning the entire perspective. Of so you, you mean the media in England is, is owned by a few small, powerful oligarchs? Powerful people. And London speaks... Yeah, but it's no different here. Murdoch is one of those people. He could step in and do something with his, with his presses in England, couldn't he? Oh, good Lord, no. You've seen what's happened with Murdoch. You've seen what's happened with Fox News. You know, the Murdoch family have made a clear step to the left. Um, it's why people like my good self are banned from Fox News at the moment. Um, you can't. Well, thank God you and I are in the same club. Yeah, exactly. So, no. But as Groucho Marx said, I would never join a club that would have me as a member. So I see where you're coming from. Stay with us, Katie Hopkins. Let's let's try to survive this together. Katie is calling from London about a case all of you will know about tomorrow. But you'll hear about it today right here on The Savage Nation. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering The Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Very serious Billy Budd such case here. Many of you never read Melville's Billy, Billy Budd. You ought to check it out. Tommy Robinson is an American, uh, almost said American, he's a British patriot. And for being a patriot and covering a trial of a Muslim gang that was raping young girls, covering the trial outside the courthouse, he was held in contempt of court. Now, in America, we have the First Amendment. We cannot be held in contempt of court for such a thing. But he was found guilty today. And instead of being released, which would have been normal for such a thing, he was sent to prison. And a prison at that, that has a very powerful presence of Muslim criminals. And joining us right now from London is one of his great supporters and protectors, a great woman herself, Katie Hopkins. Katie, welcome back. Is there anything Americans can do to help her help him? Um, sure. I mean, there's many things. Uh, he has a website, which is www.tr, as in his name, Tommy Robinson, so tr.news. So tr.news. If people want to go there, uh, they can contact him. They can sign up. I think he has a donation page on his site. So that's an option. The other thing, and I think it's also almost more important, is that Americans can do what Americans do best, which is remember what you stand for. 
remember the power of your constitution and remember why it is so important that you defend your family, your country, your constitution. Because every time you defend the things that are most precious to America, you are helping stem the tide, stop the flow. You're helping stop yourselves fall as we have fallen. So every time you may wonder to yourself, why do I do this? You know, why do when I? When you say fallen as we have fallen, you mean as you have fallen in England and lost your country so rapidly. Yes, don't become, don't become. You know, Katie, I'm not, I'm not from Britain. I don't understand something. Here's a nation that stood up to Nazi Germany with the best of the best. What happened there? How did this happen? Where is the royal family on a thing like this? Mm. They uh, don't get involved politically ever, and, and that's something the Queen's always done. But it, how it happens, you know what, is we accepted mediocrity as leadership, and we have accepted leaders that are happy uh, managing the decline of their country because it's just as profitable for them to manage decline, and that's the opposite of Trump, who is building a better America. We have the opposite in the UK. Do you think that Trump will step in and help Tommy in any way? How, what could Trump do, actually? No, I don't think he will, because the view of to Tommy here in the UK is so polluted by the London and the liberal attitude that he is hated, he is... Oh, I see it on my Twitter feed when I went, on, went to bat for him today, the vile things they're saying about him, and all I, my only answer to them that's stopping them when I, is when I say to them, another good German, alert, another good German. You know that some of them said, I don't know what you mean? They don't even know the history of the Germans who went along with the Nazis in World War II? They don't even know that they are like them? So I think in answer to your question, it, it places Trump in an impossible situation. He can't help him because he is so despised and has a criminal record that is long. Um, but you know what? In his heart and in this case, he was trying to stand up for his, our daughters. And that's what he told his children when he left them this morning. I'm doing this to stand up for all children. Westwood One Podcast Network.